I keep hearing conflicting things about dyslexia. One person tells me that through the use of special glasses and overlays, my child's dyslexia will go away. Another person told me to prepare to support my child into their adulthood because they have limited chances of success. Is any of this true? I don't know what to believe. I'm Jenny Sherson, ex-special educator turned dyslexia interventionist. It wasn't so long ago that I, too, was overwhelmed by balanced literacy versus structured literacy, education speak, and everything in between. Fast forward after many, many hours of self-driven education, and you'll see I've built a thriving dyslexia practice helping students from age 6 to 18. My specialties, working with a quote-unquote difficult, almost always to be, student, and breaking down the complexities of dyslexia into everyday language strategies and action steps. As many of you are well aware, October is Dyslexia Awareness Month. And in honor of that, we decided to do a two-part series, debunking the top 10 dyslexia myths. We're going from the bottom up. So in today's episode, we're covering 10 through 6. Let's get started. 10. Dyslexia is a barrier to success. This one hits home on many levels. I've had people flat out tell me that a child won't be able to pursue a dream, like becoming a vet, purely because of their dyslexia. I've had parents share their fears that their child will never be able to go to college and that their child's life will be limited because of their dyslexia. This is far from true. My own father is a personal example of this. He struggled all throughout school, worked hard to get his BA, and eventually became a successful businessman. He's not the only one. Agatha Christie, John F. Kennedy, and Sir Richard Branson, all dyslexics, all found success in their fields. Most dyslexics, when asked, will tell you they did not follow the, quote, normal path, and it took a lot of work, but the combination of that different path and work is what made them so successful. Nine, all dyslexics have the same symptoms. We've talked about this before. No two dyslexics, not even those in the same family, have the same symptoms. Dyslexia is a spectrum disorder with many symptoms. One child may have difficulty hearing sounds and decoding words, while his aunt or cousin has difficulty recalling words and mixes up sayings and idioms. Same family, totally different symptoms. And because dyslexia is a spectrum disorder, the severity of the symptoms also can range from mild to moderate and from moderate to extreme. Again, the severity of the symptoms varies from person to person, even in the same family. Eight, dyslexia is overdiagnosed. Dyslexia or specific learning disability in reading is the most common learning disability, representing at least 80% of all students identified with a learning disability. This is even with the wait-and-see, or they'll-grow-out-of-it approach used at many schools. Dyslexia can be identified as early as five and a half years old, and early remediation is key. If a student's dyslexia is caught early enough and the proper remediation is provided, they can, and we want them to have this, graduate out of special ed. This does not mean they never had dyslexia. It means they learned the strategies they needed to become a proficient reader. I do have one caveat to this, though. COVID threw everything for a loop, and so many children had poor instruction during a key period of their learning in their lives. 
When a student is identified with dyslexia, one of the factors taken into account is that their reading difficulties are not due to poor instruction. I do wonder if many COVID-era students will be misidentified with dyslexia down the road due to the poor instruction they received during the COVID years. This is one that only time will tell. Seven, dyslexia is a visual problem. It's not. That's all that needs to be said. (laughs) No, but really, dyslexia is a language-based disability. The processing of language, sounds, symbols, reading, writing, it is not a visual or visual processing issue. The American Academy of Ophthalmology even put out a statement with the American Academy of Pediatrics saying, and I quote, Currently, there is no adequate scientific evidence to support the view that subtle eye or visual problems cause learning disabilities. Furthermore, the evidence does not support the concept that vision therapy or tinted lenses or filters are effective, directly or indirectly, in the treatment of learning disabilities. That said, of course, if you have a vision problem, you are going to have difficulty reading. I am incredibly nearsighted, and without the proper visual tools, glasses, contacts, whatever, I can only read a book or my phone if it's like right in front of my face. But my visual issues have no effect on my ability to process language and read. One does not cause the other. Six, dyslexia can be cured. Again, was a big ol' nope. Dyslexia is neurobiological. A dyslexic's brain just works differently. The way their brain processes language is different than the way a proficient reader does. Because it's biological, it's ingrained. It's not like a broken arm that can have a cast thrown on it and be healed. What can be done is intervention and remediation. Successful intervention and remediation provides the dyslexic with strategies and skills they can use when dealing with language, whether they're reading, spelling, or writing. The dyslexia is still there. They still have language processing issues. For example, maybe one remediated dyslexic can now accurately decode, but they have been and will always be a slow reader. So they know they need to give themselves more time to read something than the average reader would. Through hard work and remediation, they can read, but the dyslexia is still always there and can still affect major life decisions. And that wraps up part one. If you have any further questions about dyslexia, please feel free to sneak into my inbox. We'd also love your input. What would you like to hear from us in the future? Is there a topic we haven't covered yet you really want to learn more about? Or do you have a pressing need and you're not really sure how to handle it or move forward? Send us a DM on Instagram or drop us an email at jenny at literacyuntangled.com. That's J-E-N-N-I-E at literacyuntangled.com. We can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Literacy Untangled. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, head on over to our Instagram at Literacy Untangled and comment on your favorite part. I can't wait to hang out with you again soon. Bye.